You are listening to the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and of course, that's short for Dog Nation. And on today's episode of the We Are Dog Nation podcast, we're talking all about the very first scrimmage of fall camp. One down, two more to go. I'll give you all my insider notes and all things things that I'm hearing, what's going on in the program. Also, my failed attempt to see the see the scrimmage live wasn't allowed to. I tell you about that and much, much more coming up next on the We Are Doll Nation podcast. Sorry about that. Normally, I go with the uh, Glorytale Georgia music before I go into the podcast. But unfortunately, I got some technical difficulties going on right now. So, hey, the show must go on. So, I did make it down to Athens, Georgia yesterday to see the live scrimmage. Unfortunately, try wide from the bridge. And to my, to my belief... I was not allowed to watch. Um, I kind of figured it was going to happen, but just in case it didn't happen, I want to be down there to make sure. But yeah, I now know for sure going forward, these scrimmages, like I like I saw last year, that's not happening no more. Kirby is shutting it down. Before it was like, you know, don't record anything, don't have your cell phones out. Hey, got it. But now it's like, he don't want nobody up there, period. So, matter of fact, even one guy who was up there telling everybody, Hey, you can't be up. You cannot be on the bridge watching practice. He told us flat, flat out. Hey, if Kirby looks up here and see people up here, he's going to cuss me out. So I respect the security. I respect what coach is saying. And hey, I just backed on off with the other side of the bridge. See what I can hear from the practice. Can really hear much. And I mean, they thought they only for so long because. A lightning bolt hit within six miles of the stadium, and then they packed up and went to the other side, went to the other practice field, indoor facility, in all a matter of twelve minutes. And I couldn't see anything anyway. So, but I, I understand what Kirby is doing. I got it. No, you never know who's on the bridge, who are insiders, who will put on a Georgia shirt, pretend to be, uh, pretend to be a Georgia fan or whatever. So you just never know. So I got it. But a couple, I won't be long today, probably about yeah, 20 minutes. I'm going to try something new today here as well for Spotlight coming on. I'll get into it a little later on. But first scrimmage. First scrimmage, and from what I understand, the defense made plays, offense made plays. I think the defense got the better half of the offense. Uh, JT Daniels, he didn't have his best scrimmage. At the same, at the same time, he did not have everybody he normally has. Uh, Jay, uh, Jermaine Burton's kind of banged up right now. He, he should be ready to come next week. Uh, Kyrus Jackson get over knee injury. He should be ready next week. Jermaine Burton had, I believe, a sprained ankle. And so he'll be, he'll be full to go next by next week. Uh, John Fitzpatrick had a sprained foot. He should be good to go by next week. Warren Erickson, I believe, sprained his wrist or his hand. He did something, but he should be go by the time uh, Clemson uh, Clemson comes around. So, um, offensive line did well, but I heard the defensive line had a really good game and a really good day. And also the 
the secondary, um, they held it on as well. Although in the secondary, Darian Kendrick was not there. He was unfortunately he had a, a funeral to go to, so he was excused. But so let's get from the highlights, not just the general stuff. So apparently, Nolan Smith, uh, former five star, number one recruit in the country in 2019, has really turned it on. And sometimes it takes that. It don't, it don't matter if you're five-star or not, or you're five-star or four-star, three-star or two-star. Sometimes it takes time for that light to come on and, get, and really start to shine. And apparently, he's been doing very well. He had a very good a very good scrimmage. And I am fully expecting big things out of Nolan Smith and hoping big things out of Nolan Smith. And, and if Nolan Smith can take off, whereas these are the uh, Ojalari left off, man, it's, it's going to be... A special year. So good to hear that he's turned that corner. Very, very excited to hear about that. Um, couple of spotlights. Although the wide receiver position right now is kind of banged up, I want to go back to Justin Robinson. And Justin Robinson, I said this one time before on the podcast previously. I can't remember which one it was, but Justin Robinson said that he wants to be. UGA where AJ Green was. And I think that's that's phenomenal. If if Justin Robinson can be on the same level as an AJ Green, along with the other talent that we have, and he's just a sophomore, look, listen. Oh my God. And apparently, during practice, he'd have caught he'd have caught several 40-yard bombs. I remember seeing the last time I saw him in a scrimmage that was in spring before Kirby shut it down, he called a long bomb during spring practice. Um, we got banged up during spring. We got banged up for the, got banged up in during spring practice. I, we didn't see him in the G Day game, but I saw him catch a long bomb in spring on that spring practice day. Uh, when I went to see from the bridge that day, but um, Justin Robinson, who's six four two fifteen, seems to be the real deal. So, anybody who has the drive to be like another A.J. Green, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that that materializes on the field. And I believe I believe it will. I believe it will. I believe he has the head for it. Unlike, now this was amazing though. This, this part was amazing. And I'm very careful. I try to be very careful about getting, especially now, getting too hyped about scrimmages. Because if you recall last year, I was very hyped about what I saw of DeJuan Mathis at the scrimmage. I was I was very, very, very excited. For what I saw of DeJuan Mathis, I'm like, man, we might just win it all. DeJuan is special. I remember several players had tweeted out long before he had got a chance to start that DeJuan Mathis is fire. I'm like, man, I can see what they're talking about. But he turned the lights on to Juan Mathis, and God bless his heart. He just didn't. It didn't. It didn't click when the lights turned on. You can be a practice warrior, a practice all star, all you want to, but once those lights turn on, you got to perform. And he just didn't perform, and so I'm hoping that's not the, not the case with Justin Robinson. I fully believe he's going to be uh, very good. I'm, I'm very excited and eager to see what he's going to do, but then. I heard this before, 
with another wide receiver. I'm not saying he's Matt Landers, but I remember when Terry Gotwin and Nicole Harmon and Riley Ridley, all those guys were leaving those different years, and they said, who's the next guy at Georgia right now who can be the next big-time wide receiver? And they all said, if Matt Landers get his head on straight, by the way, Matt Landers is at Toledo, and he couldn't catch a cold naked in, in Alaska in the water and met a winter, but he 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 just couldn't catch when the game came on. But apparently, doing the scrimmages, like one of the scrimmage, Matt Landers had like three touchdowns of 40 yards or more against the first team defense. Like they, they called him Randy Moss without knowing he's that he don't know he's Randy Moss. He was what six five, ran a four four one forty. But the lights came on the game, and he just we didn't see it. So I don't think Justin Roberts going to be that way. I think he has the mindset for it, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do with the combination of the other guys we got on the field. What's going to happen come? September 4th. And, oh, one other thing that came out about, if you didn't see the press conference with Todd Mocking, please do. Please don't see it. It was, it was good. And one thing he said that got me really excited, he, he started talking about he started talking about Darnell Washington. He said, we didn't realize some of the things he can do until the end of the year. And Darnell Washington, all six foot seven and a half of them, at 270 pounds, he's going to may have a major impact on his offense. So I think that I think he's the key. I think he's the motor, like Terrence Edwards said. He'll be a major factor in the passing game because you can't leave him, you cannot leave him one on one. He's going to dominate. If you try to double team, you got Jermaine Burton to worry about. Then you got Justin Robinson to worry about. And Arik Gilbert, he come back to worry about. You got Kyrus Jackson to worry about. You have Aaron Smith, he gets into the game to worry about. It's just, I think it'll be overbearing. And plus, the running game's not going anywhere. And we got a great running game. So, it's, it's going to be a problem. But, so I'm really excited to see what what it's going to look like for Darnell Washington year two. And all these guys being sophomore, this makes it, this makes it so much more special. Um, other spotlights. And, you know, Kirby, Kirby doesn't he doesn't throw around compliments like that. And so when Kirby starts calling out somebody by name, it raises an eyebrow. It makes you really pay attention because he's, he's just not that type of coach. That's gonna bring us somebody. Bring us somebody, and the young man who was not—he was not, I guess that the most popular recruit. But his name is Jamon Dumas Johnson, JDJ, and JDJ. I, I, where they talk about him because Kirby was like, he kept saying, "Who's number ten? Who's at number 10? Like he's he's flashing, so he's he's probably gonna find himself on the field sooner rather than later, and I can't wait to see what this young man does. 
because for Kirby to call him out like that and mention that, and also mention Small Monday. Look, ESPN already gave us the title linebacker you, and it's that way for a reason. So between those two guys at the linebacker position, it's it's um I look for them to make some noise, especially you know right now probably on special teams, but they're going to get on the field. And I'm looking forward to make some noise. Kamari Lasseter, who has been a surprise. Matter of fact, Kamari went to high school down in Tuscaloosa. And I think he was like, uh, I think he's a, I want to say he's a three-star. Might have been a four-star prospect. But anyway, he just got there in summertime. Didn't go through spring. He just got there. He's impressing already. And that says that says a lot, a lot. To be impressed and already you didn't have a no type of spring to go through in training. You just showed up. And I'm the type of guy I'm I'm learning. I, of course, I know about all the, all about developing. And of course, I would love to have the title every year. Where we have the number one recruiting class in the country. But also, I got to keep in mind. That Kirby's been doing this for a very long time. He no telling me when he sees it. And he knows how to develop. Despite what other fan base, idiotic fan bases may think, Kirby can develop. I mean, Eric Stokes was a three-star uh, coming out who played running back and running back and cornerback who played mostly running back. Then Eric Stokes turned around and got developed to a first-round draft pick. DeAndre Baker was a third, was a three-star prospect coming out. Turned around, first round draft pick, and jumped up award winner. Solomon Kinley, third, third three star prospect, turned around, get drafted, I think the third round by, by the Miami Dolphins. Now he's a starting guard for the Miami Dolphins. There's so many examples. So many examples. So, yeah. All right. Um, Kenny Ringo. Seems to be coming on pretty strong. Very fast, very athletic, so very excited to see what he's going to do. Um, Darian Kendrick, the transfer out of Clemson, has picked up the system. I mean, he was all ACC cornerback coming out um, last year. Anyway, he picked up he picked up the system already. Um, he'll have one of the starting the, uh, the starting spots and. I'm thinking the secondary is going to be fine. We're not, we're, we're slacking on one side in the secondary. We got Lewis Seam returning. We got Chris uh, Smith returning at safety. We got Darren Kendrick who probably ended up starting on one, on one cornerback slot. And we have somebody maybe like maybe like a mere speed um, to, to start at the other cornerback spot. Uh, that's that's my kind of my pick right now, either mere speed or Possibly Keelan Ringo will start at the cornerback spot. Uh, Jalen Kimber, who's been doing pretty well, but Jalen Kimber is about 170 pounds. He's, he got to put some, he got to put some weight on. And you, I got that you're tough. I got that you're physical. Right now, he's doing with a shoulder injury. He'll be fine. But you're not going to last in the SEC in college football, but especially the SEC being 170 pounds trying to tackle 200 pound running backs. That's just not going to. Or 200-pound receiver. That's that's going that's going to be a problem. So he got to get some weight on. 
He really, really do. I love his toughness, but he got to get his weight on him. Now, I'm going to drop, well, it's not bad news. It's, it's, it's news that's been flying around social media like crazy. Uh, Arik Gilbert, uh, former five-star tight end out there at the high school, LSU transfer. Um, from what I have found out, Arik Gilbert is not off the team. He's just not practicing with the team right now. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with this young man. Um, I will continue to pray for him and send him encouraging tweets on Twitter. Um, but I'm wishing all the best for him. Something that's bigger than football. Whatever he got going on, I, I am wishing the absolute best for him because you just never know what someone's dealing with. But apparently, uh, this is some of the wording I got. Listen to someone. He said he's getting help. So that's that's very positive. He's not he's it's not like he runs another situation right now. Right now he's getting help. And so hopefully uh he'll be back sooner rather than later. Hopefully within another week or two, he'll be back and that'd be great. Cause he he posed a problem, a matchup problem, and uh having him there. Uh, is very beneficial to us in our offense what we want to do this year but Rick is still with the team and just that right now he is um, he's not obviously he's not practicing so but he is getting the help right now that he needs and I commend Kirby about that I remember a couple years well a few years ago Jonathan Ledbetter had his second DUI and they were asking Kirby, what are you going to do about Jonathan Ledbetter getting a second DUI? And I guess they were trying to see about, hey, are you going to put Jonathan Ledbetter off the team? He said, everybody asked me about, you know, asked me about him, but no one's asking me how's he doing. And so they got him rehab and all that good stuff and got him to counseling and worked with Jonathan and it turned he turned out to be one of our best leaders on defense. And from him getting help, you can see the maturity in him uh, take off to another level. So uh, we got great staff there at Georgia, what we do with with our players. And so I'm, I'm praying for him and wishing Rick Gilbert all the best and hope to see him in the red and black, and hope, hope to see him in the red and black sooner rather than later. So. But I'm gonna, like he was saying, respect his privacy right now, and that's what I'm gonna do. Just pray for him and cheer him on, and wish the best for him. That's all I can do for him right now, and all I can do to help encourage others to do for him. All right. Now, a little, just just a little, 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 little drop of hope. It's a little drop of excitement for you. Apparently, George Pickens, and before that news hit about George Pickens, I mean, I was all sold on George Pickens going to have a monster year. I knew he was. But apparently, George Pickens is ahead of schedule. He's already running straight lines. 
one person, one inside of Belize, full of Belize, the way he's progressing, he'll be back to play for the for the Kentucky game. Well, when's the when is the Kentucky uh, Kentucky game, Nation? I'm glad you asked. The Kentucky game is on October 16th. Then there's a bye week, and then we play Florida October 30th. If, and I don't want George to rush. I want to be healthy. But the signs point towards at some point in time this season, George Pickens might be back. And that will be remarkable. That will be remarkable, especially around playoff time. That will be very, very great. Matter of fact, if I fully expect him back, if you're talking about maybe October he's back, being, being, being that, you're talking about then it's possible that it's more than possible come December he's he's in the SEC championship game and playing for us so that news right there was a, was a gave me some great hope and not not to say we can't win it all not to say we can't do very well without George but having George even at even at the level of him being eighty percent George is still great so we shall see but I'm. I would love for that to be so. Love for that to be so. Especially back for that Florida game. He missed the Florida game last year, so he come back to that Florida game. Don't put up a couple touchdowns. Yeah, we gon' we gon' By the way, we gonna curse on Florida. They, they 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 were very fortunate last year with the uh, quarterback situation. Even Stetson Bennett had us up 14-0 on Florida until he got hurt on that touchdown pass. So. There was two injuries. Exactly two injuries on that pass. Uh, of course, Marcus Rosen, who's doing very well, broke his ankle on that play. In the same time, uh, Stetson got hurt, hurt his shoulder on that play. So that was kind of, it's kind of rough day, kind of rough day. So I want to highlight someone real quick. I was very honored. Uh, someone on Twitter reached out to me. His name is TJ Goldsmith. He asked me to just uh, mention on the podcast. He's out of Southside Christian High School in Simpsonville, in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Running back, 6'1, 215 pounds. Last year, he's a class of 22, whereas number five. Last year, uh, 583 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns. I watched his huddle highlights. He has good speed and has good vision. But one thing I like about like about you, uh, TJ, he has a diehard mentality. Like you know, the first person not bringing him down, he's gonna drag some folks with him. And as the look at him saying he's six one two fifteen, I was kind of, I was kind of like really because he look he's about 240 and I ain't talking about fat either he just look he's like about 240 pounds of muscle but uh, that's 6'1 215 and he can move man so 
I'm not sure exactly what the star rating is right now, but and I know I got a lot of you guys who are listening and on the podcast and from different areas or across this across this world. I'm I'm blessed to have this uh podcast heard in 15 different countries so if you're somebody know somebody in recruiting and listen to this podcast check them out tj goldsmith class of 22 out of simpsonville south carolina Southside christian high school 6'1 215 pounds 508 rushing yards last year 11 touchdowns a big kid and he's he, i saw some plays he's either i ran some folks in the end zone or dragged some folks in the end zone so I would definitely keep an eye out for you, Christian, and see how, uh, I'm sorry, TJ, they went to high school there. Keep an eye out for you, uh, TJ, and see how well you're doing. I appreciate you reaching out to me. And so that kind of gave me an idea to do this on a segment here, uh, coming up where I highlight certain high school recruits coming in. I know, I know a lot of you guys uh, follow me on Twitter and, um, and send me your highlights, and I appreciate that. I never thought about breaking down film like that, so which brings me into the next phase of the podcast. Uh, I'm not kind of hinted at it, but I'm really going to start get to the point where I'm going on I'm get a YouTube channel and start doing my podcast on there uh, as well, get a little more visual, get a more reach out there, and that way, like situation like this with TJ Pop with TJ Goldsmith. I mean, I can't show you the film because this is all, you know, it's not visual right now. So, I would love to show you the film, but look him up. T.J. Goldsmith, Southside Christian High School. Class 22, Simpsonville, South Carolina, 6-1-2-15. So, you love football, love watching highlights. You won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. So, I appreciate that. And so, eventually... I'm gonna make some make some calls here, get some things connected, and uh, eventually I'll be highlighting film on uh, my podcast on my YouTube channel. But I gotta get it up and going. So I think that's it for today. Um, if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle now is we underscore r the letter r underscore Dog Nation. I changed that to make it look, uh, make it match, you know, my name on Twitter because I'm on We Are Dog Nation at Twitter. We Are Dog Nation on Instagram. We Are Dog Nation on TikTok. And I'm working on changing my name back to where it was on Facebook. Give it a little time for that. But right now, uh, let's give it a little time for that. So, but I'm almost at 9,000 followers on Twitter. And I know podcast has helped out a lot to help grow that number. I really appreciate that. Uh, my goal is get a 10K on Twitter. And for those of you listening, look out because eventually I'm going to, I mean, I still be on, I'll still be on Twitter, but like I said, take it to YouTube and y'all guys see my face and break down the games and give my commentate and, and see me go back and forth some of you haters and that oh before I get out of here that's another thing I am thoroughly convinced I am thoroughly convinced that UGA we are the most hated team in all college football 
these rival fan bases, the hate that comes for Georgia, because they see the top recruiting class. And I, I, I guess I guess I should have saw it coming. When you got UGA, so people people are used to Alabama top recruiting class. They win a championship. They're used to them. Then Georgia jumps in the midst and start taking number one classes, taking number two class. We went 17 number three, 18 number one, 19 number two, 20 number one, 21 number four. We take all these top spot recruiting classes that haven't been happened before. As a matter of fact, before Kirby Smart got there in the modern recruiting era, the highest recruiting class we ever had was was four one time. Otherwise, that been six, eight, ten, twelve ranked recruiting classes. And so, yeah, with all the success we're recruiting, it has caught a lot of attention and a lot of haters. And let me tell you something. I'm sitting there thinking, I am probably going to have to tone it down. Especially when this year, which I will truly believe we can win it all, once we do win it all, I got to make sure that I tone it down because I'm going to be on a whole nother level of disrespect to some of these, to some of these rival fans when we get that first championship hitting Athens. And like most people know, it only takes that one championship to hit and more comes because now you're the top guy. Now you're the champion. Now you want to play. Now you want to go play for them. And if we're already doing this right, and I said it before and I said it again, I know sometimes I may sound like a broken record, but you got I keep saying it. If we're just successful right now and we haven't won one since 1980, Athens is going to explode in a major way. Once we hit that first once in 1980, and the ball is going to keep on rolling. So, I believe the next time you hear from me, I'm not, I'm the homie to it because I found some other news, other stuff going on. I'll be back on here. But I do believe the next time you hear from me will be September 5th. And I'll be talking about, I told y'all, I told y'all, we're going to be the Tigers by at least 10 points as we get ready to go out on September 4th. 7.30, Saturday night, primetime TV, 20 days away, tomorrow 19 days away, Tuesday 18 days away, etc. You get the point. We are about to show the college football world what we're all about. Until then, have a great Bulldog day, a great Bulldog week, and a great Bulldog rest of your month. Until then, Go dogs, sick. Roof.